Welcome to the Eagle Tribune Sports Podcast. This is uh, Max Cerullo coming at you from the Eagle Tribune, and uh, joining me again is Bill Burt, fresh back from New Orleans. Bill, how was your trip? It was a good trip. I got out there late Thursday night with the intention of stopping by the facility, which is in Metairie, which is about probably about five, ten minutes outside, not far. Like a, Sort of like a town like Andover, to be honest with you where their practice facility is, right next door to the Pelicans, who are owned by Tom Benson. So it looks like they share this big field that they built these two complexes, um, beautiful complex. But I wanted to get down there and spend a day. And while I was there, I ended up, I decided to to get a hold of, uh, what's his name, Austin Carr, who the Patriots released. And interesting aspect of the Austin Carr story was, you know, Patriots, released him at the end of the regular season, hoping to put him on the practice squad. And in retrospect, he was picked up off waivers by New Orleans. New Orleans has since not played him for the first two games. The irony is, you know, the Patriots didn't really have room for him on the team. Probably could use him now, though. Well, (laughs) that was my point. And I told him this. I go, here's the irony. If you're on the New England roster, you're starting Sunday. And I don't know if you're going to even play. He goes, yeah, I don't either. He ended up he didn't play. So, uh, you know, look, there's seemingly were issues related to his speed and whatnot, but the guy was the hit of camp. I was down there three or four days. He made ooh and ah at everyone. Every day was there. Looked good. He was probably one of their top, you know, five or six players in the preseason, albeit against bartenders and doormen. So got a nice story there. He talked about the great times he had, uh, how much he really talked about his friendship with uh, Matthew Slater, who's honestly one of the nicest guys I've ever met in pro sports. And also just how hard Edelman and Amendola work. He just said it was amazing. He said, I learned so much. I was only there three months. And uh, so that, that story, and everyone around here knows Austin Carr. I mean, they'll forget about him probably in about six months. But he was the guy everyone fell in love with the preseason. So then the next day, I ended up, I got a hold of Bill Parcells. Bill Parcells had coached Bill Belichick and Sean Payton, both as his number one assistants, one on offense, one on defense. And he talked about differences between the two and similarities, and so that was interesting. He's great, always has stories. What is Bart, Bill Parcells up to these days anyway? Well, every summer, really, at the end of July and August, he was up to uh, Saratoga Springs. He's a big horse guy. Um, I think he might have a few bucks in a couple of horses and, uh, and bets the ponies up there. That's apparently the best track in the country. I've never been up there. It's pretty nice. I was there last summer. It's uh, definitely, if you ever get a chance, you got to yes. go. So he's up there. He says he stays up there until October. He said he loves New England and Northeast. Loves just being in the fall up here. Then he goes back down to Jupiter, which is where he is another place. So, uh, in fact, he brought his name up. I think I'm going to pop up and see him in the next week or so, maybe for a day. Just want to spend the day with him. He said I could go up there. I don't know if he does off-track betting or what, but I'll, I'll hang around with him. He's got a ton of stories. So uh, I can only imagine. Yeah. So he had. So I was there for that, and then the game the next day, and. You know, was I shocked the Patriots dismantled them? No, I thought New Orleans would have a little easier time scoring because their offense is still very good. But they're a problem. I thought they were an up-and-coming team. I, I thought they defensively were going to figure it out, and uh, it's the opposite. The Patriots looked like the Patriots. And uh, I ended up, I wrote a column when I got back the night of the game on James White, who is, in my mind, sort of ascended to the Julian Edelman 
go-to role. We were looking to see who it would be. I didn't really think it would be him. But before the game, I started wondering, wow, maybe maybe this is, you know, James White really was, you could argue, the MVP of the Super Bowl. 20 points scored, three touchdowns, a two-point conversion, big play after big play. Him and Brady basically fourth quarter in overtime were the key guys. Then his touchdown, he dragged two or three defenders in. You know, that was a very, a lot of heart and guts and whatnot. But uh, the point is, so I ended up, I, I talked to Brady after the game, and Brady basically gave the quote of the year talking about a player I, I didn't expect it but he basically said James White's one of the best teammates I've ever had and uh you don't get much higher praise than that no. that's for sure so then uh that was my theme coming in and then uh five keys to the game you know uh Cooks Cooks I it's funny I think what he was said about about James White was really meant for Cooks like Cooks listen I don't care what your stats are we just want to win because Cooks numbers weren't great in that game but it only one catch in one run. But both were big plays. Uh, had a big pick that he got in the way. Borderline penalty, didn't call it, on the Chris Hogan touchdown. And had a big block on the uh, the Gronkowski touchdown. So, I mean, sorry, on the running score. So he uh, he really played. A, he, he had some big plays, which is really what being a Patriot is about. I think, and, and indirectly, Brady praising James White was sort of Hope you're listening, Brandon Cooks. We don't care about your stats. We just want to win here. It's true. that He had an impact in the game, that's for sure. So let's hop to it then. So the um, you know Patriots bounced back, just like we uh, talked last week. Mm-hmm. That was a, you know kind of a big game to find out mm-hmm. what they were made of, and they came through. It wasn't a perfect game by any stretch, but they had a, a lot of uh, good things to work with. So coming out of this one, what do, what's the big takeaway? Uh, what, what do the Patriots stand right now? Well, they're alive. The Patriots aren't dead. Like you know, and, and if you look at the game against Kansas City, the Patriots should have won that game 47 to 14. They sort of let Kansas City back in it. I think they got a little cocky. I think the the fans got cocky. I think the media did. We just took. I think everyone's eye on the ball was taken off. They were all worried about Roger Goodell. They were worried about the banner. And lo and behold, a tough team came in and took it from them. And I don't think that's going to happen again. Uh, what we learned is, you know, they can win without Julian Edelman, which or maybe not win, but Brady can look like Brady without Julian Edelman. That's going to be an interesting development as it goes, especially if Amendola, if, you know, Amendola and, and Chris Hogan are, are really, really good receivers for the Patriots, but they're complimentary guys. You know, when you when you're trying to give them the ball and make them go in the middle with after a catch, they're, they're going to get both head. They're going to get concussions. They're just not built for that. That's more of a uh, an Edelman thing. In fact, there's no other guy in the league built like it. So you just got to figure things out a little. I think they got to figure out Cooks. They haven't figured that one out yet. But that's uh, you know meaning get him the seven or eight receptions, and you're going to need that two touchdown game. You want to see that 88 touchdown pass, yard touchdown pass. So. That, that's sort of what I want to see defensively. There's issues, but they're injured there too. Hightower, I think Hightower is probably going to be back the week this week or the next week, so he's not going to be out long. Defensive backs, again, uh, look, Malcolm Butler is in a slump. Uh, I wouldn't be shocked where it is that, you know, he's already being shopped out there. I do believe that. The Patriots, uh, you saw Jonathan Jones, another freebie, undrafted free agent who looks like uh, the second coming, made a couple of tough, looked like basically Malcolm Butler looked a couple of years ago. Right. So before we get too far off the subject, let's actually talk about Malcolm Butler because he, uh, I think I heard uh, I heard someone on the radio say he's started or played like 99% of the snaps in each of the past two seasons or yep. something like that. He didn't start on, he didn't start this weekend. Yeah, the start he, doesn't matter. He didn't, and he didn't play 
He didn't play every snap. That's for sure. That's the key. So what's what's going on with Malcolm Butler? What do you think's his? Well, story that's right the key. Now? Starting means nothing. He was in and out of the game. Made a bad, honestly, two bad plays in the first half. One led to the touchdown. The other was uh, he got and they got picked a little bit and wide receiver went down for like a quick 22-yard gain in the first drive. And then on the score, uh, there was another pick play and he got picked an easy score in the other in the front corner of the end zone. So. Something's not right there. He had a lousy preseason. He was the first guy. He said, I stunk in the preseason. We're now two games in. He still stinks, comparatively speaking. So if someone out there thinks he's worth a second or third round pick, he's gone. Uh, the Patriots right now have some depth there. Rowe and Jonathan Jones, I think, have shown they could probably ascend to that role. You need one shutdown corner, and then you need another pretty good guy. If Belichick assesses that both those two, one of those two guys is pretty good, I think you might see uh, you might see Butler gone in the next week or two. New Orleans, for one, uh, the coach was talking glowingly while I was there. In fact, I asked him a question about Butler. Uh, Sean Payton would not be shocked if he got traded to, to New Orleans for like a third round pick. How do we feel about Gilmore so far? So so you know that, well so so they haven't really thrown to him. There was one pass that was perfect pass thrown over his head, but um, you know he hasn't gotten picked on at all. That's usually a sign that they don't want to even go there, uh, which tells me Butler is getting attacked. And they weren't throwing to the other side. Uh, he's good. You can see it. He's a strong guy. He's physical. He's very confident. He's, uh, you know, the real deal. We're not there yet. But I think he's going to be very good. And I think uh, he's given Belichick a pause to say, hey, I think we're going to be okay if Butler goes. I mean, Butler was a hero around here. I mean, everyone, everyone that you know and I know has said for the last two years, pay Butler whatever he wants. Well, as you've seen now the last month or so, six weeks, he really, uh, you're wondering if he's even a decent corner. Now, I'm assuming he's going through a little slump. Maybe the money's in his head. You know, he's a guy that's never really got that big contract. Uh, He's making $4 million, I think three point something. So it's not like he's getting chump change this year. So it's going to be interesting. It's going to be, I I personally think they're going to deal him here in the next week. So we saw Jamie uh, Jamie Collins went through something similar, and I think a lot of people were saying, how's he going to respond? He obviously didn't really respond, and then he's gone. Malcolm Butler, from what we've seen, is a guy who usually does respond. He's always been a guy who's worked hard and come up big before. So do you think there's a chance that this weekend could be the chance for him to show that he still belongs on the team? I think team? he's gone. I think uh, the Patriots have realized uh, they want to get something for him. It, the key is... Do they believe Jonathan Jones and Eric Rowe can fill the position? If he does, if if Belichick does, he's gone for a second or third round pick. Now I wouldn't, I wouldn't give more to the second. He's only got you know he's got fourteen more games left on this contract. So are you going to give a lot for him? Uh, now I'm not just throwing him to the weeds. If if he can get his game together, you know they they shut down two shutdown corners should make the defense a lot better. They looked horrible against Kansas City and. He had a horrible game against Kansas City too. Both stopped helping, helping with the run. He got eaten alive. You know, two two easy passes over his head. People are down on him. Belichick's down on him, and uh, it's going to be interesting how this plays out. But I think, if you ask me, I think it's over. I think he thinks Eric Rowe, for one, could fill that position. So let's talk about injuries because uh, obviously they've been piling up for the Patriots. Gronk was sort of the big worry. It doesn't seem like it's going to be very serious, but how, where do you think the Pats are at as far as injuries go? That's right tough now? because do, who's your next tight end? Dwayne Allen, let's be dead honest, is a complete flop. I have watched him during camp. I watched him in preseason. And I know there's a ton of potential there, 
But we saw from the first day that he came on camp and he was running the wrong routes and Brady was yelling at him, it doesn't look good. So, you know, Hollister looks like he could be a good tight end, but I, I don't know if that's going to, you know, it's can't throw a, another undrafted guy out there and expect him to, to basically do what Gronk does. So no one's going to do what Gronk does. So as maybe, long as you need somebody who's serviceable. And that's like, you would think that would be an easy baseline for Dwayne Allen to clear, but you have this past weekend, he's on the sideline. I think they mentioned on the radio too that Gronk and uh, Hollister were with the tight ends coach during a, a break in the action. And I think uh, Devlin had to go like track down Dwayne Allen and be like, hey, go over there. Like, right. what's like, that's not a good sign. <laughs> not for, you know, and obviously he hasn't made any impact on the field either. The problem is they don't have any tight ends. You know, they just got Hollister. And you, you, catch, you, you can't just fill in the tight end position because for the Patriots, over the last six, seven years, tight end has been. I mean, tantamount, it's more important than running back. So there's an adjustment there. Brady's other go-to guy was Edelman, and the other one is Gronk. And Gronk really made all the big plays. It, you know, I wrote about James White. Let's be honest, Gronk was Gronk last week, and that's what it, – it's a tough – I mean, he was double-covered a couple of times, and he still found him. So that's going to be an issue. Dwayne Allen, a big disappointment. He's another guy. You know, I, I don't know who they're going to – it's a little late now. They let – you know, they've let two other tight ends that, uh, that look pretty good. They let them go like they did with Austin Carr. So uh, that's that's going to be interesting development, how they figure that one out. Is there a solution for this? Uh, no. Um, they, the solution is other guys playing better. James White stepping it up. Uh, they do – their slew of running backs all look good, every one of them. They look like they're legit, better than a year ago, more durable, faster. So you change the game plan a little, game plan a little bit. You know, you don't throw it as much. You maybe run a little short, some of those short passes. Maybe, maybe you line up, which they did a little bit this past week. You, you line up the running backs and you do the spread with only two wide receivers and one or two running backs. So you get creative, and that's the one thing the Patriots have always been. You know, Rex Burkhead had a had a solid game. Uh, had a nice touchdown catch. Had a couple of big runs. He looks like a guy Brady's going to look to. So. Brady's got to figure it out. Issue is this this team's got a good defense. Hasn't played great as a defense yet, but uh, they've had the Patriots number here. For, they had the Patriots number in the playoffs. That's going to be interesting. Yeah, so how about this? So let's look ahead to the Texans and then to the rest of the league, but let's just take a quick break. Hey, everyone. Back here. So I know what you're probably thinking. That Bill Burt thinks he knows so much about football. I bet I could outsmart him. Well, I got good news for you. The annual I Beat Burt contest is back for its 21st season. Just like always, the rules are simple. Pick the weekend's games, and if you get more games right than Bill, you'll win an I Beat Burt t-shirt. You can enter by filling out and mailing in the entry blank in Wednesday's and Thursday's paper each week, or you can enter online at www.eagletribune.com forward slash You can also find more info on how to enter, contest rules, and tiebreakers there. All right, back to the show. All right, we're back. So um, I don't know if you can, you know, I don't know if you heard, but we uh, our bumper for last week's episode was a promo for Beat Bird. So uh, real quick, how'd you do last week? Well, if I hit the Monday night game, I would have been, it would have been like about seven people would have beat me. But I had the Giants beating Detroit, which I will not pick the Giants again for a long time. So I'm yeah. 0 for 2 in the Giants. <laughs> um, you know, the Odell Beckham, I'm done with the Giants. I'm done with Eli Manning. So I did it, but I still had a good week. I think about 11 out of 350 people beat me, which is, a, that's, usually, you know, it's usually more like 40 or 50 in a decent <laughs> week. But I have, I've, 
I felt pretty good. This week is going to be tough. I've already looked at it. I don't know what. I've got six games. I don't know how I'm going to go. So I got a, I got a lot of tough games coming up. And uh, but it was a good week for me. So uh, thanks for asking. Oh yeah, no problem. Well, we got to well, let's get to those games. But first, let's obviously get to the big one: uh, Texans Patriots this yep. Sunday, one o'clock, back at home. How we like? How do we like this one? Yeah, I don't see the Patriots losing. But I see this being a hard-earned victory. Uh, this is a tough team, the Texans. I like them. I love, I'm a big guy, Bill O'Brien guy. He's a tough guy. His teams play tough. They've had quarterback issues. I mean, they, they beat Cincinnati, but it was in Cincinnati, and Cincinnati needed that win badly. So that tells you something about the Texans. So my point is they, they're not going to come in here and roll over. Patriots are not going to win 42-7. to I think talent-wise, offensively against their defense, it, you know, with if everyone was healthy, I'd say that that's how it would look. But I, this team, uh, they know how to bother Brady, I believe. So, uh, and that's with pressure and pressure up the middle. Now, Brady's worst game that I've seen him play in a while was the opener, and they didn't get any pressure on him. That was all Brady just not feeling right. And I think that was more trying to figure stuff out without Edelman. And there was a little comfort thing that Tom likes to feel comfortable, yeah. and he wasn't comfortable. So, that being said, this is going to be a hard-earned victory. Uh, Deshaun Jackson, I don't think he's ready for prime time. You mean he's, Deshaun Watson? You Deshaun mean? Watson, sorry. Yeah. Uh, I don't think he's ready for uh, prime time yet. Uh, he's a good athlete. He can. He's not afraid to make a couple of plays. He can run the ball. Um, and that, that run, I mean, that, that really changed the game. I mean, they looked like they couldn't move the ball at all. He runs for that big 42-yard touchdown run there in the first half against Cincinnati on Thursday night. So, Rookies have a tough time usually with the Patriots defense, which is not a great defense right now. You've got to find ways to get pressure. Um, Wise is one. Flowers is another on Watson. But the key is not letting Watson run. So you're going to see a controlled rush from both outside linebackers, the defensive ends and outside linebackers. And and they're not even going to rush. They're just going to make a circle around him and make him dance. Sort of what they do with with a guy in Seattle. Yeah, so last um, last year in the playoffs, I remember the Texans were a game that a lot of people were sort of treated almost like the Chiefs coming in this yep. year. Was, Me too. I was it there. was assumed like it was going to be a wash, and they won the game, but it wasn't easy. It was a lot more stressful than a lot of people thought. This year's Texans team, their defense is also very good. Mm-hmm. Probably it might even be better. I guess it sort of kind of depends on how you view Well, Watt is healthy. He's back. Other people are hurt. But their offense, obviously, Brock's gone. Brock Osweiler, yep. who was – terrible is gone you replace him now with uh, Deshaun Watson mm-hmm. a guy you just said maybe not ready for prime time but he's got to be an upgrade over the guys they've had yeah so what with the Patriots situation what it is what do you think is this a game that the offense has to win or is this a game where just simply the defense will just be enough to keep no Texas off the uh, Texans off the board but the, the way the Patriots play the, the offense always wins what you do you want teams to try to compete with Brady and they, they, they do that by scoring touchdowns don't let so that uh, for the defense, the Patriots let them move the ball, let them get four field goals. Fine, Patriots are going to score 20, and this against this defense, 27 points might be a, a lot of points. But at home, you keep them out of the end zone, you give, maybe you give them one touchdown, you, you can't lose this game. But they make it uncomfortable, and that's really uh, the thing is, teams look at tape of this. And it gives them something to look forward to, and how do you how you attack Brady? Of course, they got three All Pros in the front, you know, front seven. Uh, Cushing's out with his uh, with PEDs, and I I'm 
tweeted out that he reminds me of sort of Julian Edelman of their defense. He's not their best defensive player, but he's the guy that makes it run. He's the guy that just sort of has that that toughness. He, he shoots gaps. He makes that big play, whereas they get superstars, you know, literally all over the defense. So I'm uh, I'm looking I'm looking for the Patriots get a lead, make Watson throw the ball, make him throw the ball from the pocket. Uh, if that's the case. You know, the Patriots are always leading 13 to 3, 13 to 6, 16 to 6, you know, 20 to 13, and then a final of like 27 to, you know, 16 or maybe a late touchdown. But Patriots are the better team. I don't see them losing, even despite the injuries. Now, without Gronk, that's gonna not going to be easy to figure out. I'm just figuring... That today, this week coming up is going to be the week for Brandon Cook. So I'm going to, I think he's going to pick up the slack for a lot of guys because I really believe he's a superstar. We just haven't seen it yet. So, injury wise, uh, I, re- I believe I heard today that Marcus Cannon missed practice. Yep. So, you know, Gronk, uh, Hightower, Amendola, I believe all of them were back. So that's a good sign. Yep. But Marcus Cannon was very effective. Uh, he has been yep. effective against the Texans and against JJ Watt, especially. That, if he doesn't play, that's a that's a pretty big loss, wouldn't yes. you say? Yes, but the Patriots. Uh, it's, this is Belichick. Belichick has shut him down. JJ Watt's not going to be. He will not be have one guy blocking him for you know most of the game. It's going to be double, and he can, he can get frustrated, and they know that. So just keep him away. Uh, Brady gets rid of the ball quickly. Now I've noted this before. How do you beat the Patriots? In my mind, you you attack him. With people and bodies, meaning people and maybe just good players, and pressure, take away the four-yard pass, which is Brady's bread and butter. He likes to get moving with the 4, 4, 5, 20, 4, 4, 5, 30, you know, 4, 4, 17. So take away his bread and butter. And I think if they do that, if the Houston does that, now we're talking. I just don't see them producing touchdowns. I mean, they couldn't do it against Cincinnati. You know, they were dreadful in the opener. Uh, that was an embarrassing game against Jacksonville. Mm. And, I, you know, they, they allowed like 11 sacks or 10 sacks. So I just don't see them scoring on the Patriots. I still say the Patriots' offense is the key here. You talked to Bill O'Brien at all recently? I haven't talked to him in a little bit. No, uh, I just sent him a message on another issue relating to family stuff. And he had, you know, sent me a nice note. So other than that, uh, no, I'll talk to him. I'll probably try to get a hold of him this week. He's uh, he's a good guy. He never forgot his roots. He's got buddies from the area that go out and see him. Uh, his um, John Perry is assistant from Andover. They host people, Merrimack Valley people, almost every week of the year, and uh, it's almost like a hotel out there, Perry Hotel. They probably can make a lot of money. Yeah. Uh, but how, gr- how they uh, how they all doing since the hurricane? Have you? Uh, yeah, they they did well. In fact, none of the families and the there are a couple of guys on the team that that got hit badly, but. For the most part, these guys were outskirts of Houston and got some tough winds and rain and, you know, slight flooding, but nothing where the houses were blown off the roots or whatever. So they survived. Uh, They did. You know, I think that was, you know, what happened in week one against Jacksonville. I think their minds were there. It was very emotional week or two. And J.J. Watt raised thirty eight million dollars, meant to raise two hundred thousand, raised thirty eight million. And uh, I think they were just beat mentally. And it caught up to them. And they came back. That's they're a tough team. They're, this is not going to be a gimme. And when I say the Patriots, you know, it could be a field goal, four point game. I don't see the Pats losing, but uh, I this is a this this team is on the rise. That's why I'm, I'm I, I like them. They're tough. 
and I, I think the way you beat Patriots is with defense. Well, let's, uh, well, why don't we move on to the other the rest of the league then. So took a quick look around the league. Um, there's a couple decent matchups we got. So start with a couple of the good ones. Uh, or This may not be a good one, but it'll be an interesting one. Uh, Giants-Eagles. Uh, Giants have obviously looked terrible to start the year. Eagles have looked serviceable. Nobody in that division has looked especially good. I mean, what do you think about that one? I'm going to go, first of all, I think Dallas is still good. I think they ran into a buzzsaw. I think they got a little cocky thinking they're going to go into Denver, which nobody does. It's it's hard place to play. But on this game here, uh, I think Philly's a better team. The Giants are dead. Now, now they're backs against the wall, uh, the Giants. You know, they're 0-2. They're getting hammered in the media. The coach is getting hammered. Eli Manning's getting hammered. Coach o- is going after Eli Manning. Well, and he deservedly so. I mean, I know people were all, whoa, how could someone do that? Well, how does a quarterback of his stature on, near the end zone on, you know, fourth down and goal, uh, how does he, you know, he, he sees a clock. You call timeout. So it was a uh, – he's got a history of that. And so uh, – but I, I, I think Phillies, you get two franchises going in different directions. I would bet on Philly if I'm picking the game. Yeah. So how about uh, the Packers? So you've been very high on the Packers. Yes. Coming off a, a tough loss Oof. to Atlanta. You know, they looked – I guess they looked decent at the very end. But, I mean, they ultimately got housed by Atlanta. Yeah. They got the Bengals coming up. So what do you think uh, – where, where are they at right now? Um, Green Bay at Cincinnati. No, Green Bay's home. So, Green Bay couldn't lose this game if it tried. Green Bay's, uh, in my in my opinion, they're the they're the going to play the Patriots in the Super Bowl. I will say I had I picked Atlanta to win this game, and I only did it because it's early in the year, no pressure on Atlanta yet. Uh, I believe Atlanta's going to go through a fall if by the time this year. I think that what happened to them in the Super Bowl, you just don't overcome that. They weren't a great team last year. They were an 11-5 team that got real hot. They're loaded with talent. So I wasn't shocked. I thought, no, I was surprised at how bad Green Bay looked. Uh, that being said, I'm riding Green Bay the rest of the way. I think I still think the quarterback is right there with Brady uh, among the best in the league. I think, I think it's him and Brady, to be honest with you. So I'm, I'm big on Green Bay still. So here's uh, two teams going in slightly different directions as well. Seahawks at Titans this week. Uh, how about how about that matchup? You think uh... interesting? Yeah, I'm I'm probably heading towards the Titans. Now I picked the Titans to win the the opener, and they got spanked, and that was a disappointment against Oakland. And it really was not a it showed me something because uh, I thought it would be tough for Oakland. I, I thought you know basically I, I was rushing Tennessee. That being said, there's probably going to be a field goal game. It's a flip of the coin. I don't know where I'm going with it right now. Seattle's still good. Uh, they're just disappointing and can't score coming off a weird game too they needed a what was it a late field goal to beat the 49ers or something they're, they're a weird team yeah. and they, 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 they every game they play is 12 to 9 lately so uh, i'd probably head, lean towards seattle but that's by no means am i you know throwing the, the mortgage at least i got a couple other games i'll throw the mortgage on <laughs> titans looked good against uh, jacksonville too i mean jacksonville's defense had looked very good and then titans threw up 37 on jacksonville them. i saw them they stink and so i was shocked what they did to, uh, to Tennessee there in the opener. So I guess we'll just have to see how it plays out. So uh, late games, uh, we got Reds, Raiders at Redskins is the Sunday night game. Um, Raiders are coming off a, uh, let's see, what did the Raiders do last week? And, uh, good good yeah. win against the Jets. Yes. And uh, Redskins, uh, they came off a decent win over the Rams. Yes. So, so uh, I, the Redskins at home are tough. Now they lost their opener uh, to Philadelphia at home. I believe it was Philadelphia. Yes. So uh, I would I would hedge towards Washington, 
And Oakland is not a 16-0 and team. I think they're a very good team. Now, would I be shocked if Oakland won this game? No. But I would lean towards Washington. I think Washington's uh, – I got to give them credit. I think they're a pretty good team. Not a great team, pretty good team. And pretty good team uh, that needed a big win last week and got it. Uh, and, it, you know, travel across the country. The Rams, uh, you know, I bet against the Rams only, and I picked against them, but I don't bet against them because – I think a team like that won their first game. They started throwing Gatorade on each other like they'd won the Super Bowl. That always tells me they're not ready. Uh, they're, they're up and comer. Coach is only 32, 33 years old. So, you know, that's going to take some time. So um, uh, I'm going to go Washington. All right. And then let's talk about the Monday night game. Uh, Cowboys at Cardinals. Cowboys obviously coming off a really, really rough loss to the Broncos. A very good team, obviously. Uh, the Cardinals are coming off a win, Horrible. an overtime win over the Colts, and obviously the Colts had previously got the doors blown off them by the Rams. So it feels like this has got to be a bounce-back game for the Cowboys, yes. right? Yes. If the Cowboys lose this game, now I can't say that. I don't, I don't want to make it like it's a be-all, end-all. But if they're going to be a Super Bowl contender, they win this game because Cardinals are going to be an 8-8, eight 9-7 eight, kind of team. I'm, uh, you know, Bruce Arians act which i you know people were buying earlier i'm not big with i'm not big on bruce and the tough guy thing and wise guy we we compete with everybody uh there's a lot of talk and a lot of bluster but dallas i will say this dallas disrespected denver and they got their butts handed to them that won't happen this week i see them winning a tough game won't be easy it's never easy to win on the road here but, you know, six, seven-point win, uh, I'm, I'm going Dallas. Sounds about right. All right. Well, uh, I guess uh, before we go, anything else you think would be uh, worth adding? No. You know, it's going to be interesting. The Patriots, uh, they got they play Tampa after – sorry, Carolina home and then Tampa right there. It looks like the Patriots should be 4-1, and one, though Tampa is not going to be easy, too. That's a Thursday night game. So they're going to be sore. They're traveling. So the Patriots are basically – my point is they're back on schedule – I had them losing this game when I when the, the New Orleans game, believe it or not, when I did my own little fake wins and losses back in May. So they're one on one, you know, within two, three weeks, the health should be very good. And then uh, you know, the big game is October twenty second when they host Atlanta. That's really the one I'm looking forward to. That'll Sunday be, night game. That'll be a big one. Mm-hmm. And just while we're looking ahead, actually there's something else that kinda of crossed my mind. So we had circled on the calendar at Denver and the Oakland game at Mexico City yeah. uh, in mid November. The earthquake in Mexico City, I heard that the their stadium's been damaged. Do we know if there's any uh, kind of what the contingency plan might be? No, did not hear the contingency plan would be we'll play it in Oakland, because uh, it is a home game for Oakland. But um, we'll see what happens there. That, that's we'll know more. From what I heard, it wasn't major structural stuff. It was more surface stuff at the stadium, which will be fixed. And the NFL, you know, will have their own police force and their own construction force down there taking care of that. So we'll know within a week if this is going to be a go. And if it isn't a go, it'll be played in Oakland. Because if, that, if that's the case, that actually could be a break for the Pats too because uh, Oakland presumably an easier environment to play in than the altitude in Mexico. Yeah, I think if you asked anyone, they'd rather play in Oakland, including uh, even, well, definitely Oakland, but the Patriots would say I'd rather play in Oakland right now. Yeah, makes sense. All right, Bill. Well, uh, so I guess let's wrap this up. So um, plan is uh, Patriots this Sunday and then... Yeah, I think you might be heading over there too. Uh, we'll finalize that. It'll be uh, Max Arulo at the Patriots Sunday, 1 o'clock. Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to the game. Uh, again, I think this is uh, if if Jackson uh, Jackson if Watson was a little farther along as a quarterback, I think they'd be a contender with the Patriots because I think 
Uh, this just reminds me like the Denver team a couple years ago. Reminds me of the Jets teams that always bothered the Patriots that had could rush their defensive line and bother Brady and bother him in the middle. So, uh, but I just don't think they're ready for prime time yet. But it's not going to be easy. That's all I'll say. All right. Well, let's uh, let's wrap this up. And uh, Bill, pleasure as always. And uh, we'll uh, talk to you later. Let's do it again next week. Fantastic. All right, everybody. You have a good one. Thank you.